Hi there. My name is Amanda Hess, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to the How to Love Yourself No Matter What podcast, where you are going to learn how to start loving yourself, trusting yourself, and believing in yourself for good. If you want to fast track your self-love skills, be sure to follow the link in the show notes to register for my three-day masterclass. Hello, and welcome to episode number six. Today, we're going to be talking about keeping score. But first, I want to talk about Halloween because Halloween was just this weekend. And um, as you all know, we are in a new house this year for Halloween and all the other first things. And my son this year decided that he wanted to dress up as a banana. So my 10-year-old dressed up as a banana and my oldest decided not to dress up this year. And so he just stayed home with us and handed out candy. So um, it was very, very fun. And we couldn't find our decorations, which was what happens, I guess, when you move. And uh, the one thing that we did find, though, was our wreath. We have this really beautiful Halloween wreath. So happy to put that out. We put out the wreath. The kids carved some pumpkins. And we just decided that that was good enough. And when we were out walking, I went out with my, I went out with my 10 year old and our neighbors um, came over with their kids. Their, our, our kids are in the same classroom. So they have a little mini cohort going on. And so we went trick or treating and I was just blown away by how many creative things people had going on. There were so many fun houses that had different bucket lowering systems and chutes and the whole nine yards. And what I really noticed is that everybody really handled trick-or-treating this year differently. It just varied from house to house. So even for ourselves, um, what we decided to do is, is to do little baggies filled with candy, but we didn't have a shoot or anything. We did actually hand them out. And, you know, I just trusted that those people that came to our door were comfortable with that. And I really sank into the idea that good enough is good enough. And when I did that, what was so amazing is that we were able to have a really great experience. Um, so in light of being good enough, I think that it is a great segue to talk about keeping score. So we all do keep score, right? We keep score in different ways. Um, a lot of us do it on social media. So be it Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, TikTok, TikTok, pick your poison. There is comparison and scorekeeping that goes on in those social media environments. But for those of you that aren't on social media and the ones that are, I want to offer that it doesn't just happen on social media. We actually see it all over the place. It's literally as old as time. And uh, we definitely have comparison and judgment on what we're doing. And we really do think about and consider who's doing it better. And we really think about where do I rank? And what that really comes from is from this place of, am I good enough, right? We're looking to get external validation that what we're doing is good enough and okay. So I used to figure skate and I want to talk about it because I think that this is a really great way to show 
um, just a little bit of color around having a scorecard for your life. So when I first started sing- figure skating, I did single skating and I did like it. But what I had a real passion for was um, what they called at the time was precision skating and now they call it synchronized skating. And you can just like basically consider synchronized skating to be like synchronized swimming. It's very similar, but you have skates on and you're not swimming, you're skating. (laughs) Um, But it is a judged sport. And so the interesting thing about doing that type of sport is that there's no finish line right? There is not somebody that is going to be judged as the fastest or complete it the first. Um, So really what you're being, what you're being judged on is you're being judged on a compilation of skills and perceived difficulty, as well as your execution of the skills and the artistry with which you present them. Okay. So I just wanted you to consider how all of that is judged. Now, What's I think really important to notice is that it's really subjective. So there's more than one judge just for that reason, right? But even so, there's so much that comes into play when you consider judging a sport like that. So um, first of all, there's going to be a difference of opinion with respect to what's the most difficult, what's the hardest thing to do, Um, whether or not the judge actually likes the artistry that you bring to your program, whether or not the judge likes the music, or whether or not they like the musicality of the program, whether they like your outfits. And I have a really great example of that when I was skating, and I think it was my very first year or second year doing um, doing precision or what they call now synchro, we had feedback from one of the judges saying that our um, sequined ribbon looked like a gun belt. <laughs> on our our costumes, which is so funny when I think back to it about it. I remember my mom being just like actually kind of personally offended about it because she had to re-sew it. Um, But other things that you get judged on is, is whether or not, you know, you perform perfectly. There's other things that are at play. So other things that you're actually going to be considered upon by a human judging how you're executing something is how you showed up last time. And also potentially where you've placed in the past and previous seasons or in previous competitions. But even beyond that, when you're looking at a judge, you have to consider like, did she have a fight with her husband? Or did she have a crappy sleep? Or Does the music that you have for your routine contain a bad memory for her? There's just so much subjectiveness to judgment. So keeping that in mind, here is what we could control. We could show control how we showed up. And that's it. That's it. The end. Worrying about how the judges were going to show up or how we'd showed up the time before and what we placed the year before, that had zero effect on us. So intentionally showing up was literally the best that we could do. And as kids, we had zero control over anything else. We had zero control over our coach 
We had zero control over the program. We had zero control over the music. And we had zero control of the other girls on our team and how they might show up that day. So really what we had control of was ourselves, right? And that's it. So let's talk about judgment and keeping score in our day-to-day life. Because in our day-to-day life, we really are taught to keep score. And we're taught to keep score in a way, it's like a tongue twister, um, that there's a clear winner and there's a clear loser. But I want to offer you that life is a lot more like figure skating and a lot less like sprinting. Because it's not super clear who the winners and the losers are. And a lot of times there is a big disagreement on what winning even looks like. And what I really want you to ask yourself is, how is it serving you anyways? So as humans, how we feel controls how we act, right? So it really controls how we show up. And how we show up controls our results. So how we feel comes from how we think. And then ultimately that controls our results. So I want to ask you to really think about how do you keep score? And how does the comparison show up? You know, the big ones that I see often are things like your appearance, your weight, your age, what you consider to be beautiful, um, your relationship money, your career, and parenting. Those are the big ones that I notice where we carry a scorecard. And I want to ask you, what's on the scorecard? And where are you keeping score? So here's how I see it show up. So when we're talking about appearance, right? We look in the mirror and we immediately score ourselves. Like we look at our face and subconsciously, give it maybe a six out of 10. And we, you know, kind of knock down where we're losing points, right? We're losing points because we have some wrinkles, or maybe we have an uneven skin tone, or um, we need to fix our smile, right? And then we look at our body, and we knock off points for that too. So we need to lose some weight, maybe we need, you know, we think our arms are too big, or our butt is too flat, And you can tell me you don't do it, but I don't believe you because I've yet to meet somebody that doesn't do it. So the score is kept in our head. And I want you to notice that we we score ourselves based on our idea of perfection. And perfection is such a loose thing because it varies from person to person, right? What does perfection even really mean? And the problem on top of everything else is how it causes us to show up. Because I want you to consider that if you look in the mirror and you're giving yourself a five out of 10, the emotion that that's conjuring for you, I would suggest that it leads to emotions like disappointment, depression, shame. And then when we have that, feeling of disappointment, depression, or shame. We eat crap. Maybe we wear so-so clothes or we wear clothes that we don't even like. And then even consider 
how you show up at work or how you show up in your career or how you show up in your relationships. Because the scorecard is honestly so broken because that thought that you're not hitting the mark that you need to take points off is so optional and doesn't serve you at all. And let's just talk a little bit more about relationships because I want to talk about the scorecard that we have for relationships. Our scorecard for our relationships often comes from our past experience. So how we saw our parents or guardians and their relationship, but also how we've run relationships in the past. And then on top of that, there's sort of society's expectations, right? Um, what I hear a lot from, from women is that, you know, we need to find, I need to find my person or my partner isn't who he or she should be. So what I want to ask you right now is what's on your relationship scorecard? My guess is that he or she, the person you have a relationship with or you want to have a relationship with, has a lot of things that you are scoring them on and like taking off points and you're probably not even on it. And here's the problem with that. We don't control how other people show up. Just like in skating, right? We don't control how the judges show up. We don't control how the other teammates show up. We don't control how our coach shows up. None of it. So if that's true, and then if we score how they show up as lacking, how do we show up thinking that? that they're lacking, that they're not doing it right? How does that make us feel? And then how do we show up for our marriage? Or how do we show up for our crush? Or how do we show up for our friends or for our children? And what if no matter what, we show up with deep love and respect for ourselves and for our people? Because what if good enough was good enough? What if you simply decided that you are always good enough? I see you, my beautiful type A friend. I know you. I've been you. I get you. And I know that you're kind of twitching right now hearing this, but I want you to really take a look. If what you were doing was working, you wouldn't be here right now. Even think about parenting your children. How are you tracking if you are a good enough parent? Is it by your children's results? Is it by when they walk or when they talk? Is it when they achieve certain grades? Is it when they're well-liked? Is it when they're always successful? Oftentimes, how we grade our parenting success is on whether or not our kids screw up. Whether or not they fall above or below average. Our grade equals our kids aren't screwing up. So I really want you to question that scorecard. And I want you to really look hard when you think, how do you show up as a parent? How are you with your kids? How are you with your partner? And how does it show up in your day-to-day life? 
because it always leaks. It always leaks into other areas of our life when we're doing that. The reason why keeping score doesn't work is that the more we judge, the less we get. The more we judge, the worse we feel. We're really taught that if we judge, then we will strive to be better and meet the expectation. But the truth is it does the exact opposite. Because life is a lot more like figure skating and a lot less like racing. So we get to choose how we show up. And we show up best from a place of non-judgment. I want you to imagine that you're skating in a skating competition. And as you're skating, the score is popping up and you can see it. And during your program, you are getting a 2 out of 10. And you can see that. And in fact, they're announcing it to you like 2 out of 10. How are you going to feel? How are you going to show up? How are you going to skate? What score are you likely going to end up with seeing that as you're skating? And then I want you to think about it. If What if you were getting a 10 out of 10? Just imagine like, oh my God, I'm getting a 10 out of 10. Just think about how that thought creates confidence. That thought creates energy. That thought creates like, wow, where are you going to end up from there? But we never give ourselves a 10 out of 10 in our life. Because we're always taking score off of the scorecard, right? For our lack, for our insufficiency. So keeping score doesn't work. And it keeps us so spinning and stuck. So I want you to drop the scorecard. It is not a race. Skate your program. Put your shoulders back. Believe that what you do and how you show up is always good enough. And if you need help, reach out, book a call. I've got you. Hey, and before we go, I want to let you know that I'm offering a brand new webinar on November the 16th. It's called Self-Doubt is a Mother Effer and How to Stop It in Its Tracks. If you struggle with self-doubt, you need to register for this webinar. Self-doubt will steal your dreams if you let it and I'm gonna teach you how to make it stop. Thanks so much for listening. You can look forward to a new episode of this podcast every two weeks. And hey, if you have a second and you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This is how you can help this podcast grow. And remember, if you wanna fast track your self-love skills, Be sure to head over to the show notes to register for my free three-day masterclass. Or if you're really ready for change, book a free 60-minute consult with me to get unstuck for good.